Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast and this special non-spoiler movie review of The Suicide Squad. Uh, joining me for today's uh, review, we have Sasha, Alex, and first time to the Creative Control Podcast, Dylan. How are you doing, gentlemen? All good. All good. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. So um, we've all seen uh, The Suicide Squad in the last 24 hours. Um, so we just kind of want to sh- share our thoughts and opinions of the movie. And um, we're not going to go into spoilers on this particular review. However, we have done a separate one where we go into full spoilers uh, and the characters' developments and story and stuff like that. So um, if you want to know spoilers, switch over to the other one. Otherwise, stick with us right here. Um, right. So first of all, Jen, so obviously I saw it with uh, Sasha and Alex last night. Uh, D- Dylan, you saw it today? I just saw oh, it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just right, uh, okay. saw the o'clock show. So, so I kind of know Sasha and Ice's thoughts. So I'm going to come to them after. So I'm just going to come to you first. What was your initial thoughts of the film? Loved it. It was really good. It was a, a breath of fresh air. I mean, um, I'm still trying to remember what the first Suicide Squad was about. Um, so I've literally got it loaded up on Netflix. So tonight I'm going to just get a recap of how it went. But I thought this was really good. Um, really well shot. Um, the, um, the camera work, the visual effects, everything was just on point. Um, I really love the style of how it had like sort of a comic book-esque style, you know, when it's telling the story mm-hmm. um, and how it kind of transitioned into um, other bits and pieces. So yeah, it had lots yeah, of other loved maps, it. didn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it had that kind of similar um, uh, look to Smoking Aces, kind of the right, flavor yeah. to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, Sasha, what was your first first thoughts? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It just seemed like James Gunn unleashed, basically, without without the constraints of Marvel. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just Marvel do their films a certain way where they like to oversee everything because obviously they have a plan that interconnects with other movies and stuff. But this one just seemed like, you know, DC just was like, well, you just do what you want. Mm-hmm. Just let us know how it goes. They slapped on an R-rated a certificate to it and he went nuts with the r rating and <laughs> um i know some of the breakouts for me were sliced alone's killer shark killer shark is it killer yeah. shark what's his name king shark. King, king, shark. king shark yeah king shark um love that character i'm only familiar familiar with him on the flash tv show i've only mm. seen the first two seasons of the flash tv show yeah because i thought it went downhill but yeah and the Harley Quinn on, animated series yeah. right Oh yeah, and the Harley Quinn animated series. So yeah, um, with DC, uh, with DC Comics, I wouldn't say that I know much outside of Superman and Batman. To be mm-hmm. fair, um, I was more a Marvel guy. Yeah. But as a film, I really enjoyed this one. It seemed quite cool. Um, 
there was nothing I didn't like. I liked the fact that we spent a lot of time with the different characters. There were some characters I weren't, wasn't sure about at first, but they kind of grew on me for, as the movie went on because it was well put together. And um, I liked we got some carnage. Uh, people were dispensable, dispendable in this film. I'm not saying who, but people I didn't expect to not make it out of there didn't make it out of there. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, the stakes felt real in this film. And, it, you know, as comic booky as it was, it wasn't comic booky. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, really, really good film, man. Cool. Okay, Alex, and what about yourself? Uh, yeah, just echo what uh, the other two have already said. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, had a good sort of flow to the story, um, as opposed to the first uh, Suicide Squad, which was sort of like, you know, obviously very choppy and sort of, you know, just in the, ca- in the characters. And this kind of had a nice overarching story. Some great performances. Again, same characters that I was expecting to maybe not make it, did make it, and vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, which was interesting. And um, yeah, and characters that were returning were great and also the new characters that were introduced i was like yeah fantastic obviously idris was uh awesome as a uh, blood sport and um yeah there's a few others but i won't mention any names just yet well, since we're in non-spoiler territory but yeah no over- <laughs> overall came out lo- loving it absolutely loving yeah it. um yeah i agree for for me this um i i thoroughly enjoyed it i was um i was laughing so many times throughout this movie um and uh you know i just thought it was so well written it was just it really did feel like a group of people just um you know having banter back and forth you know and just ripping into each other and stuff like that it was um uh yeah it was beautifully shot um i think the the artistic direction that he kind of took it in was fantastic um i really like some of the transitions where they were he was kind of telling you where it was like this was like um like eight, you know eight months ago three minutes earlier this and the other and they kind of used the, using the aesthetics around on yeah, the screen to kind yeah, of demonstrate yeah. that uh, particularly on the beach you know it's like this is now or whatever you know said so yeah. it was just it was really really stylish and that, that kind of speaks a little bit like the comic book stuff but yeah and again in in the way of telling the story to kind of get some shock factors and bits and pieces you did have some overlap of story so you know it did go back and forth and it kind of pieced together and then probably for the third then kind of as you get to the third act and the big finale it got, then kind of goes linear but other than that it you know it does go back and forth and um yeah, um, absolutely fantastic. So, um, people watching this, you're probably you know probably familiar with the story of Suicide Squad and what it's about. But just in case um, you weren't, so the first Suicide Squad came out in 2016, um, and that was directed by David Ayer. Um, had Will Smith, uh, Margot Robbie, and um, basically, the film had a mixed reaction when it came out. Um, you know, I don't think there was many faults with the performances, but I th- a lot of people felt that it w- the story was lacking. It was choppy, you know, a bit choppy, but it did well enough for the box office to warrant a sequel. Um, uh, David Ayer was going to come back and do that. And Will Smith was going to come back. Um, Jared Leto was going to come back. And that was kind of in development for a long time. Uh, and then we had uh, Gotham City Sirens come up, which was supposed to be the Harley Quinn sort of like movie um, with um, the femme fatales of Gotham City. And he was going to direct that instead. So they were looking for other directors um, and, you know, went around, you know, a fair bit and they kept delaying it to make sure Will Smith was available because he was doing Aladdin and Gemini Man. And then basically James Gunn, you know, fell out with Disney. Um, Basically some historic tweets came up, um, which they, you know, didn't feel was in their image. They fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So he was available. 
met with Waters and he said, the only way that I will do this is if I can do whatever I want. It's got to be R-rated. I can use whatever characters I want and I can kill off whoever I want. And surprisingly, Warner said yes, you know, because this is a studio who gets involved. Uh, we saw it with the with uh, Zack Schneider's uh, Justice League um, and how they interfered with that. And even David A has come out and said, you know, he actually released a statement in the last 48, 72 hours where he's kind of described his journey. And I didn't realize he had such a harsh upbringing. You know, he was on the streets, he was in gangs. Um, he'd, you know, been to prison, you know, had people die in his arms. And it wasn't until he sold his script for training day that he ended up, you know, becoming what he became and he said basically his that's not his film he says suicide squad is not his film he had strong characters he had a strong third um third arc uh, sorry third you know uh, third act um it didn't have any of the pop and rock music in it it was a scored piece you know so his version is very very different and a lot of fans are wanting to say right i want to see the higher cut of the suicide squad you know um because one of his conditions on doing the second one was he wanted it to be r-rated because he felt the first one was kind of on the verge of it but it didn't go far enough but like his version i think would have been a lot more like that so but yeah so james gunn took it over and you know he wrote it he did the screenplay he's directed it and yeah i think he's done a fantastic job and um you know uh, marvel has obviously since come crawling back and said yeah please come back and do guardians volume three because i think a lot of the cast were quite insistent on that they wanted to work with him and they realized that the talent this guy has um you know the way he storytells and his directing so um let's touch on um some of the uh performances then so um alex you mentioned idris elba um he is probably effectively the lead of the movie uh, i would yeah, say I'd yeah i'd agree with that you know and you know so he is um you know kind of goes through his journey a little bit through it and yeah he just fit in and um if anything, he was probably the one who was most reactive, where it's like, fuck's sake, fuck this. You know, he was just like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> you know, so, and he was getting dragged along um, because basically uh, Waller has come out and said, you know, I'm going to do this if you don't join the squad. Um, and, you know, he felt like he had little choice to do that. So it felt a little bit similar to the Will Smith recruitment from the first movie. Um, and even though this is not a. This isn't a direct sequel, but it's also not a reboot. You know, it's it's kind of a, it's a it is a second movie, but again, it's not Suicide Squad two. But you have one of there. You know, it's the same character, and it, the movie starts off very much like this is it. You know, you do the job, ten years off your sentence, kind of just goes into it. You know, so no messing around kind of thing. Um, but um, what? Yeah. So, do, any more thoughts on Idris? No, sorry, okay. solid, solid performance. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Margot Margot yeah, Robbie came back. Uh, obviously, as Harley Quinn. Um, I really enjoyed her in this. Um, we spoke about yeah. after the film. I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of Birds of Prey. Um, I think sometimes you can have maybe too much Harley. I think she works better uh, integrated within you know other people in a team. Um, but you know, for all the thoughts that Birds of Prey had, you know, it has got some positive and you know her performance. There was nothing wrong with that. You know, the way she's brought that character to the screen. You know, people love it. You know, you know, it's the cosplay of the last five years. You know, all her different outfits. But I really enjoyed her in this. Um, she has some really good humor. Her fight sequence were fantastic um and um there's a scene where she is um um it's almost like a romantic love build-up scene in the middle of the movie where she's developing a relationship um with um with the president of the country and um you know then that just takes a turn and you're just like okay but it just showed again a different side of her but it gave you a bit more of an understanding 
of her and how she thinks of herself. And I thought that was really interesting. Any other thoughts on Margot? Um, I think compared to, I mean, I, I miss Bird of, Birds of Prey completely, so um, I'm not too sure exactly what happens in there. But um, yeah, I think Margot's done a, um, a good job in there. Um, she, she's, uh, um, I'm not sure how, whether this is spoiling territory or whatnot, but I think in this one, um, like like you said, um, that she's not like like an integral part of the character. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, encompassed by others to, as a supporting role. But um, I definitely like the dynamic um, she played, but I think the best dynamic has been for me was uh, Idris Elba and um, the, uh, I'm, I'm really shit with names. Peacemaker, so. John Cena. The, uh, yeah, so uh, J- uh, John Cena. Um, so Peacemaker and the Ratcatcher too. Ratcatcher, yeah. Um, it, it was that trio um, for yeah. me that I think the character dynamic was really good. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, to be honest, the breakout performance for me was John Cena. That's what I was going to come C- on to, yeah. Now, now John Cena, John Cena in general, obviously he comes from WWE. His acting chops have never, he's never been renowned for fantastic acting. One thing, one thing I will say about him, like Dave Bautista and the rock and others that have followed him. He's been very careful with his roles that he's picked in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's played stuff, which is to towards his strengths, um, like in blockers and in, you know, um, transformers, you know, fair enough. That could have been anybody, but you know what I mean? He wasn't bad in that role, but this, but this particular role, he was in it throughout the movie. We got a sense of his character. He, he had some depth in there. And to be honest, it is his best performance on screen. In my opinion. Um, I, I think, I think it's more a credit to James Gunn being a very good actors director Mm -hmm. because, um, that's exactly why Batista really likes working with James Gunn because Mm -hmm. he brought the best out of Batista. Batista, if that makes sense. And, you know, um, for someone just coming into acting, it's good to have someone that's an actor's director than someone like a Michael Bay that is more the visuals first Mm -hmm. than the acting's kind of non-existent. And I think as long as um, career-wise for um, You Can't See Me Guy, I can't remember his name now. John Cena, you can't see me. Um, <laughs> um, um, no, if he if he works with you know good good talent in directors that could bring that out of him, mm-hmm. then he's got a solid career. Like how like the rap Batista's currently going because Batista's yeah. Batista's in quite a lot of good dramatic kind of films mm-hmm. in the past like five years for sure since Guardians. To be fair, yeah, and um, you know it'll be interesting to see what he does. What he does, I hope he doesn't stay with the fast franchise too long. But you know, you gotta make you gotta make bank where you, where the money goes. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, no, um, exactly. Because um, you, you you do need that screen presence. You need to be in those blockbuster movies to be able to maybe demand certain salaries that you want for other films. You know, so, exactly. You know, exactly. He, but, he wasn't bad in Fast Nine. Again, he was decent. No, yeah, for the for the role that he oh, yeah, sure. So yeah, but yeah, no. Um, 100%. He, for me, was the breakout star of this movie, mm-hmm. mainly because I didn't expect him to be as good as he was or for me to like him as much as I did. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think, you know, uh, James Gunn saw that, which is why they went to HBO with this Peacemaker series, which they, I think they might maybe almost finished filming it, but that's going to be a HBO Max exclusive, you know, and it's going to be, you know, and, and it's him and his character. And obviously they saw enough in the movie that they were just like, 
we there's a lot more to this and you know he's the type of person that can do these series um to make himself available and uh, yeah they must have finished filming now because he's back in wwe and he's going to be wrestling roman reigns at SummerSlam. so you know so that's kind of all done but um yeah he, you know he's been likable in most of the movies he's been in you know but he's only had like small roles like you say like train wreck he was in uh, like sisters you know and he's had these little like small like you know funny characters and stuff but he's done his big like you know, is is kind of straight to DVD versions. You know, like um, the Marine and um, oh, what was the one who was in a fire station and stuff like that. You know, so he's had those cheesy ones. But the same was um, Batista as well. You know, yeah. he 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 did that football film where it was like a bomb at football stadium. I think it's like right West Ham Stadium. You know, and he's he's done a couple of those. You know non-descriptive action movies but mm. you kind of got to fill those gaps sometimes yeah sure stuff like that but um yeah no absolutely good uh, absolutely fantastic in the film um alex what do you think of john cena uh yeah I've, i thought he was fantastic i've not you know i'm not a wrestling guy so you know i'm i'm not that familiar with john cena apart from the few things i've seen him in um but i didn't see fast nine so that's probably his most latest role i assume before before this but yeah when, yeah when he's popped up in sort of like blockers he was you know Anything sort of comedy, he seems to have been, yeah. you know, really, really, really good in up until this point. But yeah, no, I thought he was fantastic in this, you know. And, yeah. and um, it's great yeah, to hear so him swearing because you never get that in WWE. <laughs> no, okay. The most they'll say is maybe bitch or something like that. But to hear, <laughs> you know, to hear him dropping bombs and stuff like that, it was brilliant. Um, the the other kind of breakout in, in the movie was um, Daniela. Uh, I don't know if it's Melkor or Melquire. Uh, Rat oh, Catcher. Uh, Rat, Rat Catcher. Yeah. Totally yeah. Um, yes. I thought she brought a lot of heart to her character. You know, so yeah. a lot of emotion to it. Um, I, I thought she was she was uh, really really good. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I, I would say after Cena, I would say yeah, she was probably the standout for me. Just that, you know, the like I said, I think she's probably got the most sort of heart to the movie, I suppose, and, and, yeah. and her story and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was, I was, um, I was quite impressed with that and and how her story played out. Any other thoughts on her? Yeah, I think she kind of she brought quite a lot of innocence out of that. You know, just being like naive to the you know the the grittiness of. Um, like how the story's been told, but she's kind of been that kind of character of that positiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, I think um, she played a quite a good part, and then she kind of kept the team kind of together as well. Um, yeah, so that grounding was, element. Grounding so, element, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's done a lot of TV, um, uh, a lot of non-English language speaking. I was gonna say, yeah, I had a quick look at her credits. Yeah, beforehand, yeah, I think, yeah, there was not much on IMDb that she's she's been involved in. No, so it's so her first her first kind of major. A role. Good exposure, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, we could we could go speaking about um, individual, you know, more of the individual characters. Um, David Dashmalan again, he he was great as uh, Polka Dot Man. Um, you know, yeah. and um, he's always good. <laughs> you know, yeah, he doesn't really do much, but you know, he's got some big franchises and that. He's in Dune coming up and stuff like that. So you know, he's you know he's a very you know sought after actor, and um, yeah, I think again he he was brilliant and you know there's there's such a a number of characters in this movie that we can't really cover in a review potentially without spoiling it. So if you want, yeah, to I was gonna say more, yeah, you'll need to go check out the spoiler review. Um, but um, yeah, that's kind of you know where we're at. So. We, we can't really go into too much more other than just saying, you know, go check this movie out. So for me, um, I, I'm going to say, look, go see it on the big screen, um, you know, especially if you're watching this and you're in the States. Um, I know it's released uh, day and date with the cinema and it's going to be on HBO Max. So streaming HBO Max on the ad free subscription for 31 days only. Seems like a really strange premise that HBO are going for. You know, I would have thought give exclusivity to the big screen first and then put it on HBO Max, maybe for a short period. But to have it starting off seems really odd to me. What are your guys' thoughts on 
their thought process behind this because obviously we've seen all the stuff with marvel and stuff that's going on with johansson and potentially the suing of that kind of stuff so i understand it have being a limited time but why do it at the start and not bring it in two three months later yeah i, I don't quite understand it <laughs> i'm, I'm not right. a business person so i should I, maybe there must be a business reason for it I, I don't know but yeah to me Fair enough, you know, like you say, okay, you're going to put it on the cinemas for, even if you said like, you know, two weeks, you know, give it 14 yeah. days and then it drops on HBO Max. I can kind of understand because I guess those people that really want to see it on the big screen will probably see it within the first couple of weekends anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the day and day thing, I'd, I don't know. I think it's, especially because we're obviously coming out of the pandemic, people are so used to having to watch everything at home. Mm-hmm. I think it means that people won't necessarily make the effort to, to go to the big screen. Oh, actually, it's nice and easy. I can just watch it at home. Whereas if you gave it, I say, even if it was only two weeks, well, it gives people a little kick up the backside to be like, okay, yeah, let's let's go and see it on, on the big screen. So, yeah, I don't quite understand it personally, but as I say, I'm I'm not a business person, so maybe there is a reason for it that I don't <laughs> I'm unaware I mean, of. It, it might be it might be their test point because it is R-rated. They feel that obviously it's not going to maybe make as much mm. as obviously that's, non-R-rated. That's a fair movie, point, actually, yeah. You know, at the theaters, and maybe it's their test point to say, right, you know, who's going to the cinema to see it? How what kind of uplift do we see and views and subscriptions on HBO Max? And then when we take that HBO Max away are there people who still haven't seen it and then going back to cinema? Because, you know, we've talked about this drop-off with movies um, which have gone on to, like, uh, Premier Access for Disney+. Plus, And maybe they want to say, right, in 30 days, now we want to see its performance again at the box office to see, are we getting repeat viewings there or anybody who hasn't gone to see it there? So it might be that this is their test feature to say, we want to see where the numbers are coming and what's driving people in which direction. I think it's like a tech as a tactical and and um, an economical advantage, um, I guess, because they've they've looked at the model of doing the uh, Justice League um, mm-hmm. with um, the who is that director again from um, Zack Snyder, yeah, not yeah, so not not with Snyder, um, before uh, when they um, Josh the, Whedon. Josh Whedon, yeah. So they tried that, trying to make it all kind of Marvel-esque, um, mm-hmm. less blood and gore and whatnot. Um, they tried that model, didn't work. Everyone just pissed, you know, just saying it's a piss-poor movie. Mm-hmm. And when Snyder came in, did a bit more of a darker take to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that worked a lot. And um, I think that's the dynamic, the shift they wanted. Yeah. Um, and that model worked. So they kind of said, okay, let's go to town on Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, they can and, embrace it. You know, if you see the popularity yeah. of something like Deadpool, you know, R A movies yeah. can make you a hell of a lot of money. Joker yeah. made huge amounts of money. You know, yeah. so you know maybe the, what one is thinking now is maybe that yeah, maybe we do need to separate separate ourselves more from yeah. Marvel and actually just go this other route, so people are seeing something different as opposed yeah. to something which feels very similar. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just that. I mean, I think with Marvel moving forward, they need to look at certain successes especially regarding R-rated characters because mm-hmm. they haven't really, you know, gotten dirty just yet. I think Deadpool 3 will be a test a bit. Well, it's not really a test for them because it's already an established proven IP. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're using Ryan Reynolds as well, it's kind of like, you know, rinse and repeat. Let's try and let's try and do this some more. But if they turned around and said Blade was R-rated, that's I'm wondering. I'm wondering whether this is why they've held back for so long on Blade mm. because they weren't sure maybe how to fit it in. Blade yeah. doesn't need to fit into the MCU. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't have to sit with the Avengers. He doesn't have to sit in that universe. You could yeah. obviously bring him in and make him PG. The difference is with Deadpool was because of the the sort of like 
breaking the wall and that just yeah, kind sure. of you know that pop culture references all that kind of stuff yeah. so you know it's very set in the time that it's filmed but mm-hmm. with blade you can definitely have him as an r-rated movie but come into the mcu and do his own thing but yeah that's a perfect opportunity for marvel to say you know what let's do something a bit different yeah totally. yeah i think the, tr- the thing with blade as well is it's like or with the mcu in general is it uh, everyone seems to think oh everything because everything's in the same universe, it means mm. everyone has to interact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really case. Like you say, you can have Blade, it can be R-rated. You can have, you know, the odd sort of Easter egg here and here to indicate that, yes, you know, the Avengers exist. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in yeah. the same universe. But that doesn't mean that Blade has to go, you know, meeting up with Spider-Man and, mm-hmm. you know, Captain America and all this kind of stuff. It, do- it doesn't have to happen. Yeah, have them so, team up with Daredevil you know, and bring Daredevil yeah, back yeah, R-rated. Yeah, 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 bring some, yeah, bring some darker characters in or, you know, I mean, like, or something like that. And that's, a, that's another thing. Daredevil as well. Come on, man. We did 12A the first time round mm-hmm. and then we did R-rated the second time round. Now you tell me which one was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah and exactly. I'll tell you that Netflix series is the best series out of all of them. Like yeah. Daredevil was done so right. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. so right. It was, it was, yeah. It was fantastic. Beautifully cast, just the well put together, you know, good pacing, and it was just dark and it was just yeah. it, was, it was great. So yeah, I mean we look, we could we could keep on talking about it, but um basically we can't really go into uh, we can't really discuss the movie anymore at this point without um going into spoilers. Um so you know we you know, we could try and give you a little bit more of the story um, in a sense of um, basically, you know, the premise of the Suicide Squad. So basically um, their Task Force X um, essentially is what they've been called. They have to go to the island of um, Corto Maltese, basically take down this Nazi era prison called Jotunheim, um, where they're doing experimentations on something that's been captured. Um, and, you know, it's about the teams going in and infiltrating that. Um, the government there has just been taken over by the military. It's been a coup. So, you know, I'd like, we'd like to say more about it in just like this non-spoiler review, but we just can't because it will just mess with, with the movie. Um, so you'll just kind of have to take our word for it that, you know, it's a good story, <laughs> basically. Um, right. So that is, you know, pretty much encompassing everything that, you know, we're going to talk about uh, for this review. I think, you know, um, the main thing for me is um, just go see this movie, go see it on the big screen, you know, go see it um, on the biggest screen you can, it, you know, it's filmed in IMAX, go see it on IMAX if you can. Uh, for me, this is now my favorite DCEU movie. Um, I, you know, it's um, I think previously I, mean, I was a huge fan of Man of Steel. And then I really, really enjoyed um, the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League Cup. Um, I just thought that was, you know, fantastic. And it just made up for everything that had kind of come before it, where, where, you know, I felt there were so many missteps. So those were kind of my top two tier. This now is at the top. You know, this is my favorite DCU movie, hands down. And I just say for me to Warner Brothers, just embrace this you know and you know just go for it because the trouble is with Warner brothers now there's just so many projects so many timelines we don't know what's crossing over with what anymore but just keep looking at so keep looking at these individual movies and just make your individual movies class like this um so for me i'm going to give it a score probably 9.5 out of 10 you know i couldn't see really much wrong with it i think to give a 10 is just you know a classic but it's not just a really good dcu movie it's a great comic book movie and it sits up there with some of the best comic book movies that i've seen as well so that's me sasha what are your final thoughts on uh the film uh i'll give it a solid eight mm-hmm. i'll give it a solid eight i really enjoyed it um i thought it was spectacular and uh, yeah solid eight where do you where do you see it sitting in your ranking of the dcu movies oh dcu 
EU movies, it's definitely this is the fact. Okay, it's real hard. Okay. <laughs> Man of Steel, I have a love-hate relationship with. Mm -hmm. When I say that, as in, it's because how much I love the original Superman. Yeah. Okay? The original first two Superman is my Superman and is the best. Reeves is my Superman, yeah. Reeves Reeves is the guy, all right? However, Man of Steel just grows on me every time I watch it. Mm -hmm. It grows Mm -hmm. on me. The only thing that I don't like about it is that I want my John Williams team. All right. <laughs> and and Hans Zimmer's theme has grown on me, but mm-hmm. I still, you know, it's not better than John Williams. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That also is subjective to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it's damn good. And it it's just that movie that just keeps growing. The Suicide Squad, I think, is a damn good solid movie. Um, damn good time. I like Man of Steel that much better. And that's probably, but you know why though? It's probably because I love Superman. Yeah. And I want great Superman. Mm -hmm. And one day, someday, I might get a Man of Steel too. (laughs) Yeah. Henry Cavill. Okay. Okay. You hear that water? You're dreaming. You're dreaming. I'm dreaming. (laughs) dreaming. You know what? We, you know, my dream is we get that Justice League too. That's what I want. But yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, Alex, what's your final thoughts of the film? Um, yeah, it's hard in terms of placing it. I would say, similar to you guys, obviously, for me, it's Man Man of Steel is definitely up there. Um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League and now the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. I would probably have to watch the Suicide Squad now, I would say, like a couple more times before I could definitively place it in there. But certainly, those are going to be top three, and they would probably you know, switch, switch around depending on, you know, my mood and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree, scoring. I, I agree with Alex on that point. Yeah. For me, it's Man of Steel, this, Schneider Cut, and, and Shazam. Shazam. I have a soft yeah. spot. I have a huge I like Shazam, spot. Shazam, but Shazam. I mean, that's, that's I'm, I'm second yeah. It's not yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> what would you give out of 10, I would, Yeah, I would probably go 8.5 to 9, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It came out, you know, really loving the film. But, yeah. Uh, Dylan, what are your final thoughts? I thought it was really good, um, and I'm feeling kind of out of place because I still haven't seen Man of Steel yet. So um, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. So okay, hey, if you can allow, allow the first Suicide Squad, don't yeah. worry about watching that one because it does make any difference. I was trying to find it on Netflix. If it go was, watch Man of Steel, I would have gone Oh yeah, D, I'll, I'll, I'll D, come round. I got a spare copy. You, got it? you can just, you can just <laughs> borrow it. Nice. Okay, I'll make sure I'll watch that. But um, I think where it sits for me, from what I've seen from anything from DC stuff, um, I would probably say um, I'd give it a nine. Um, first off, with Suicide Squad, um, I thought it was really great. Um, again, coming in completely oblivious to some of the characters in there, I didn't have a clue about, mm-hmm. but it kept me engrossed, kept me um, uh, I, um focus on the character and how, how it kind of drove the, the story and stuff. And I did feel that emotiveness um, of, of each character, how they kind of played that part. And um, yeah, you kind of really feel for them as well. Um, definitely um, how it's like the whole anti-hero thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they're bad guys, you kind of feel some form of emotion towards it. So it's got a bit of that Japanese-esque anime um, thing to it because they kind of put a, an interesting spin on bad characters mm-hmm. but they've got like this kind of you know the reason why uh, for instance the polka dot man you know his mom experimented in on, yeah. on him and stuff but again um 
if I can swear, um, yeah. To the characters. Okay, so listen, fuckers, go see it in the cinema. Uh, <laughs> yes. Support the cinema. Support the people um, who's going to bring that sort of cinematic experience. Mm. Um, and also, um, it's a it's a definitely a better experience watching it in the cinema on the big screen. Um, yeah, you can watch it in, in the comfort of your home, but you don't, it's not as great as watching it in the cinema um, on. Yeah, on the big screen. This, this, yeah, this needs this needs a big screen for sure. And yeah. as as you said earlier, Kevin, yeah, the, the bigger the bigger screen you can, the, the better. You know. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be going back to the cinema to see it again. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, this is one of those films that I, you know I will see at the cinema twice. So. Well, thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening in and uh, viewing this podcast. Much appreciated. Um, you can find all our um, Creative Control videos um, on YouTube if you want to see the visual. Um, we do the, um, obviously, uh, uh, bi-weekly episodes on our topics, and then we do trader reviews and movie reviews. Um, or, you know, you can listen to it on our podcast, uh, which you can download from any major you know podcast platform. So, um, guys, if anybody wants to get in touch with you via social media, what are your handles? Where can they, where can they reach you? Get me on Sashman Free on Twitter. On Twitter, Alex. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lex underscore Damon. And uh, I'm kind of about. Uh, I'm on Instagram <laughs> more so, <laughs> but you can catch me on um, at Gaijin Pop cool. on Instagram. Awesome. And you can uh, catch me, um, uh, Ken and Talks Film, on Twitter uh, or on Instagram. So um, let us know your thoughts of the movie. Uh, put it down in the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear your reviews and your thoughts. Um, you know, as always, if you've got any ideas um, for uh, topics that you want to hear us talk about on our show, let us know. And if there's any particular movies you want us to review, let us know that as well. Thank you very much for joining us. And until next time, peace out. Take care. Yeah.